Um, you ready? I'm Jen Ponson. Oh, you did, oh, shit. did it count as a clap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's already going well. <laughs> I'm Jen Ponson. <laughs> I'm I'm full of suspense. I'm Lillian Bustle. You are. <laughs> oh, God. I'm already on the edge of my seat. <laughs> For fucking real. Oh, my God. I think my eyes are sweating. Um... <laughs> I'm not a dry seat in the house. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm officially COVID-free. I can say that with certainty because I just had a rapid Yay! test done. I had my very first baby's first COVID test. Um... <laughs> Not uh, baby's first COVID. Well, <laughs> thankfully. No. <laughs> still only baby's first Yes. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, it, it was funny. Somebody was like, hopefully this will be the only Valentine's Day in quarantine. And I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, I hope. Al- I mean, also hopefully. But like, why did you have to fucking manifest that? Um, uh, uh, uh. But uh, it was it. I was telling Jen, it went quite smoothly. I mean, it was like um, wintry mixing today, so there was nobody really out. So I didn't have to wait in line, which was great. <clears throat> it was very close to my house. Uh, the only weird thing is that it was, a, it was a room full of like eight people in hazmat suits in a in a room the size of like a small elementary school um, cafetorium kind of thing at a senior center. Where, where there's no seniors right now, it's closed. Hazmat suits. Oh yeah, interesting. Full, I've been waiting for them to break those out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full, um, full body. Uh, not the yellow ones, not like in ET, but. Damn it. <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing that they made me put on when I went to go see my friend who had MRSA. Uh, so it was me and these like eight people in hazmat suits. Even the people who were like checking me in, and then one bitch over in the corner eating a salad. Oh no! Like dressed like a substitute teacher, I she was obviously like there to help out in some capacity. But the bonkers thing about it is, I mean, I was far more worried about her than getting something from her to me. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. But, but like again, it was an entire senior center that's empty right now. Right, the only thing that's happening there is the COVID testing. I when I walked in, I accidentally walked into a giant empty room. Why? I would rather eat in the bathroom <laughs> oh. than eat in a room where people's noses were actively being swabbed for COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if she was right. vaccinated, even if I was vaccinated, I'm just saying people are... Yeah, because you can still get it. I felt like I was in the fucking matrix, honestly. Yeah. I saw I saw another picture on someone's social media. They went to the doctor. They went to urgent care. And they were like, everyone's masked up except this bitch. And, of course, it is always a motherfucking, like, white woman in her 50s who's just, like, in a corner eating yogurt. Right. And it's like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Uh, I can see some instances where you might feel okay and safe eating a little bit inside at your job. But not if your job is being around other sick people. <laughs> Absolutely, no go to sense. your car. Like what on earth? I was. Um, it's going to be over by the time this airs. But tomorrow night, I'm doing a live panel um, with Jeffrey Bowyer Chapman, who's one of the judges on uh, Canadian Drag Race. Oh, fun! Yay! And he's so lovely. He's just. He's such a lovely person, and he was. He's um, shooting a new version of Doogie Howser right now in Hawaii. What? And he's like, it feels really safe because only like 25 people get sick a day in all of Honolulu. Jeez. So what you're must on that be a like? motherfucking island. Yeah. There is um, there's an episode of uh, Last Man on Earth where they they've they've taken to sea and they go they get they get marooned, <laughs> get marooned <laughs> on an island. All seven of the like uh, plague survivors mm-hmm. and they run into a man who is in full on castaway mode and it's Chris Elliott and he's all overgrown and he comes out and he runs out of the brush and he's like, oh, thank God they sent someone and he touches everyone's face and he's like, 
he's like, oh, did they send more help? Are there more boats? And they're like, oh, we hate to tell you this, but the whole world is gone. It's only us. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So I imagine that could be what Hawaii will feel like Mm -hmm. should people continue to be idiots. But he, he... he, Can you he imagine like, finally finding another person and then it's Chris <laughs> Elliott, but as a mountain man? Like, and you're like, oh, good. I'm so glad. Oh, good. This could have been Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Oh, my God. Great. No. Oh, best person on earth to be remo- marooned with. I can't. That would be incredible. <laughs> right. I know. It would never, the fun would never cease. Never cease. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was like, he was like, um, this whole year has been a year of people being increasingly terrible under this. And I'm like, yeah, it's awful. Cause when you like tell, like when you're storytellers, like we are, it's a lot about people rising to the motherfucking occasion when uh-huh. shit goes bad. And I think what we have learned this year is that that is the exception to the rule. The rule is shit goes bad and people go worse. <clears throat> so I got to tell you, I do think it is specifically with what we're being asked to do. I think yeah. I think that when it comes to like when Hurricane Sandy here, Don went to help volunteer because Hoboken got flooded so bad. Um, and he went down to help distribute food and paper towels and stuff one day. And he was, you know, you see things like that when people are coming together. But it is the asking people to stay apart thing that is, that is, I think, the worst part. Like, I mean, the mask thing is its own stupidity. A stupidity. But yes. it is, it, like, we want to see each other and touch each other to bring each other out of sadness. We want to come together and do nice things for people. And you don't also get to Instagram anything. <laughs> There's no, um, what's it called? There's no cookies. For staying at home. So we're going to, I mean, just feeling thoughtful. That's fine. Feeling thoughtful. I love it. And I I actually, actually, I started the artist's (laughs) way. Did you? (laughs) I did. I started the artist's way legit yesterday. Ooh, nice. That's going to be 12 weeks of of deep divey artistry. And morning pages. Oh, God. I got to tell you, I need a version. I need a version of the artist's way that is more like a month and a half and has nothing to do with doing shit in the morning. That's what I need. I need a version of the artist's way for for um, nightclub people. <laughs> what if you made them night pages? What if you just did that? I mean, I guess I could, but everybody always talks about how wonderful it is to be up and alone, and it's so quiet, and you're, whoa. Uh, yeah, but here's the thing. I think that's a great rule of thumb for the normal world, when you can't get time away from your, from your for yourself, mm-hmm. but all this year has been is our own time, mm. at least for you and me. <laughs> for you and I, we can do whatever the fuck we want um, and not make money. But you know, there, there's there, there are there are freedoms that we have enjoyed that we're not beholden to anyone else, anyone's schedule right now. So, um, you know, why the fuck not make it night pages? Yeah. And just... But like twelve weeks is also that gives me that gives me anxiety just thinking about committing to anything for twelve weeks. Are you doing it as part of a group? Yes, actually. Yeah, a friend of mine recommended this uh, this group that I joined up with last month and um, I really like it. That's great. I really like it. My hand goes so numb so quickly and I'm like, oh, I haven't written longhand in a really long time. Well, I've been... Not at length. uh, I haven't either. And I I think I would like to again because you do use a different part of your brain than typing. Um, Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. also, I think I told you I've been doing that. um, I've been learning hand lettering and I haven't been diligent about doing that every day, but I am seeing some improvement. And I know for sure that if I did that every day, every day, that I would actually get better at it. Um, I just Yay. feel like I want I want better brush, um, better brush pens. The one that I have doesn't quite do what I want it to do. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. Um, but it's been nice. It's been meditative because the things that it asks, asks you to write are like, um, I am generous with my love. And things like Ooh. that. Yeah, yeah. 
they're little meditations that you do over and over and over and over again until it just becomes a page full of bees. Yeah. Yay. Um, But that's been fun. Um, Also, I just started uh, and I'm tearing through the, the... the pro the website called Masterclass, um, which I've had since Christmas. We got we got subscriptions to it. Oh, um, did. Yeah, I got it was buy one get one, so I got one for Don and one for me. And he's looking at um, like some electronic music stuff. And uh, I was looking at a bartender thing, and then Instagram was like, "I know what you want. I think that you want hours of Roxanne Gay telling you about writing and creative process." And I was like. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I want to take her course. I want to take Issa Rae's course. Oh, yes. There's a there's a couple in there that look really, really good. And on top of it, there's a woman teaching um, presidential history, which I need because I I don't know anything about our presidents. I don't. I told you I've always been bad at history. That's what the dollop is for. Well, that's fair, <laughs> but I'm not learning anything when I hear that. Like... Uh, although I don't hold on to any of it. Gabby does though. Gabby say, holds on to everything that's all. Here's her. here's something that I learned when I was talking to a friend last night. Um uh, uh Calvin Coolidge had a pet raccoon. Can I no. can I tell you about this a little bit? Please. Um so <laughs> and the person I was talking to <laughs> very much dislikes raccoons, so it was even more fun to talk about it with them. Um uh, Calvin Coolidge was given a a raccoon by let's say Mississippi. As a as something to be cooked for Thanksgiving. Oh, oh no. and he a raccoon in a sack. And he pardoned it, and then Mrs. Coolidge was like, "Um, I want to keep it." And he was like, "Okay." Look at all how scrappily its little hands are. Uh, uh, that year or the four years that Coolidge was in office, people gave him like a fucking hippopotamus. They gave, why, why would you give the president all for of this? Christmas? We oh, I hope so. <laughs> Maybe that's where the song came I hear from. that only a hippopotamus will do. Mm-mm. No crocodiles or rhinoceroses. I only like hippopotamuses. hippopotamuses. And hippopotamuses <laughs> like me too. Um, that's a real song. I didn't just make that up. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Dr. Demento. <laughs> for reducing my childhood to a sticky balsamic glaze. Yes. Uh, a reduction. Reduction. Um, <laughs> what was? Oh, uh, I think that's the end of my story. So he got a hip. He got a hippo. Yeah, I don't think get? that they kept the hippo, but they definitely kept. I mean, I can tell you. Do you want to know? Yes, I'll tell you. I I definitely don't not want to know at this moment <laughs> in time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coolidge, raccoon. Oh yes, there's a beautiful picture. Of her name was Rebecca the raccoon. Oh my god! There are multiple pictures of both Mrs. Coolidge, uh, Lady uh, Grace Coolidge. Oh, Rebecca came from Mississippi. She had been sent to the White House to be served for the 1926 Thanksgiving dinner. Can you even imagine? Um, and when Coolidge, oh, I can't find the quote, but when Coolidge, what if that raccoon is still alive and it's 94 years old? <laughs> I was saved by the skin of my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Mississippi. (laughs) Um, Lady Grace wrote, we had a house made for her in one of the large trees with a wire fence built around it for protection. We kept her chained when out of doors, but in the house she had her liberty. Can you imagine working in the White House? Scrabbling around. Oh my god! <laughs> that thing climbing up the furniture. Yes. I want it. Oh god! You know she shit on something. Uh, she was a mischievous, inquisitive <laughs> I bet she party. Shit on everything. Yes. We had. <laughs> That's we had to. We had to keep watch of her when he. She was in the house. She enjoyed nothing better than being placed in a bathtub with a little water and given a cake of soap with which to play. In this fashion, she would amuse herself for an hour or more. Oh my god! But like yes. eating the soap or what? Soap? Yeah, that was my thought. What the fuck? <laughs> it was the twenties. Oh, oh! As a companion for Rebecca, Reuben, a male raccoon, was acquired by a White House police officer. Reuben frequently escaped being recovered by the White House staff. 
However, he ultimately disappeared without a trace. What if that raccoon is still around? That raccoon is definitely still around in the fucking, like, safety passages of the White House. Oh, my God. Without question. Holy shit, listen to this. What what was going on in the White House? Herbert Hoover was next to occupy the White House soon thereafter. Uh, And a wild possum moved into Rebecca's vacant treehouse. Oh, my God. They must have taken her with them. Oh, I didn't mean this to be a raccoon cast. Um, and was adopted by I'm the, here for it. the Hoovers and named Billy Possum. Billy Possum. Um, apparently, let's see. Raccoons at the White what House. If, presidential pets. What if everybody thinks the tunnels under the White House are haunted, but really they're just full of feral raccoons and possums? Oh my God, that's amazing. That's what, yes. What if the foundation of the house, just like that story on My Favorite Murder? What if it's like Baba Yaga's house on chicken legs, but it's <laughs> just scrabbly little raccoon feet? Yes, yes. Oh my God. Harvey Firestone, the tire magnate, gave him a pygmy, pygmy hippo. Others gave lion cubs, a black bear, even a wallaby. Who wrote this terrible... Oh, it's CBS Sunday morning. There we go. Yes, the Coolidge White House was them. really hopping. I do, but this is meant to be delivered as like um, a, a cheeky personality piece and not like read as a, as a factoid. As a news article. <laughs> oh, it's Mo Rock. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Rebecca had a handmade collar that said White House raccoon on it. Oh, Here's a news article from December 13th of, I guess, 1929. Coolidge's raccoon slips out for night of gay carousing. (laughs) (laughs) I would like Mm. to know which way that word is used. (laughs) I mean, it sounded like Reuben wasn't very interested. Or maybe she wasn't interested in Reuben. I mean, get it, girl. Get it, Rebecca. <laughs> Do you? Oh, God. Uh. I would love to meet a raccoon with a collar. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like we could make that happen. <laughs> I don't know what sound it makes, but I bet that's close to it. No, that's my dolphin. Um, They kind of, I don't know, they grumble. Raccoons kind of grumble. They grumble? They chitter a little bit. I definitely can't do a raccoon so impersonation. Much. You're looking at me very, very expectantly, and I'm just not, I can't deliver. I mean, yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that I crossed some squirrels in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> no. So, uh, so Gabby and I have this thing with squirrels. We've been several places there a rumble? Where- Yes, there fucking was. So she and I have a storied history that goes back as far as the nexus of our fucking friendship, which is that um, when we would go to forensics tournaments, big ones like Princeton and Harvard, where it was like a multi-regional invitational, um, the campuses had a ton of squirrels and the squirrels were very active because... It was a college campus, yeah, so lots you know, of food. kids were like, let's give it a beer, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and there were so, many nights of gay carousing. <laughs> yeah, so much gay carousal. Um, so many gay carousels. Uh, um, and so it, the the squirrels in at Princeton and Harvard were like coked up and really <laughs> aggressive and assertive creatures. And we would, uh, we would always have like run-ins with them. Well, when I went to DC also for a forensics tournament, but once I was in college, so I was like a, I was a chaperone and judge, uh, me and Gabby's brother were in a park and there were squirrels. And of course, Chris holds up the mantle of his sister and is like, let's see how friendly we can get with the squirrels. And I pulled out like a fucking granola bar and just started like throwing little pieces out. This squirrel gets hip to my jive so quickly, it scampers up the leg of my jeans and I scream and run, shaking it off. And it chased after me. 
So all I can think of is Rebecca Raccoon getting so excited for attention that she scrambles up a pit like oh. a fucking raccoon. Oh, I'm quite sure she did. She was no tiny raccoon either. She's a hefty. They're hefty big babies. Girl. Oh my gosh, she's she a big a baby. She I liked love raccoons. The bathtub. Scrabbly, scrabbly. Oh my god. Do you want to play the game? Yeah, I fucking do. All right, fuck buddies. <laughs> We're going to play the game today, which, if you don't recall, is I Can't Believe I Did That. It's from the makers of uh, our friends at Mortified, um, which is a podcast that does what we do, except specifically curated journals and diaries and childhood writings. Uh, No recountings. So I Can't Believe I Did That has memory cards and, uh, uh, and moments. So... I'm going to pick a moment card and give Lillian two prompts from which to choose for um, the memory. And she's going to tell me a story, and then I'm going to choose and tell a story. And there are no points. This is whose line? (laughs) (laughs) Or there are many points, and they don't matter at all. All the points. So. I like that one better. This is all the points. Every last point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A moment when... You were, like, totally immature that is either about wheels, wheels on anything, wheels on a road trip, on a wagon, on a bike, on a skateboard, uh, an accident of some sort, or animals, zoos, circuses, farms, dinosaurs, uh, Disney movies. I got one. Absolutely. Im- yes. Immature on wheels. Um, immature on wheels. <laughs> this is something that I did quite often. Uh uh I don't I mean as a grown up I don't remember being in a car recently like in any recent history well, I'm not in a car very often so that's also possible but the the Virginia equivalent of street harassment was dudes riding up in their cars or trucks and like yelling nasty shit out the window and then driving off so whenever that happened oh and um Lish had um my friend Alicia had Uh, Some kind of rainbow stick. She had lots of hippie stickers on the back of her car. And she had a rainbow sticker. Um, And uh, this guy, this guy drove up and we couldn't tell if he was like happy or angry, but he was like, pussy lickers. He just like yelled it and then they drove off. And then um, Lish drove up like right, right next to them. Like we were drag racing for a second. And I was like, what's the plan here? And she was like, Pull a tit out at him. And I was like, I don't think that that's, I don't, I don't know what that is. But, no? but it got, to, I would, I started like waving my tit angrily at people when I got mad, <laughs> if, especially if it was in the car. And I would pull my entire breast out and just like, that's fucking wave it like I was, like wave I was, like I was grabbing my junk at somebody. <laughs> that's. Wow, I need to know how that was received. I mean, that guy was pretty excited about it. <laughs> I gather that would be the general consensus. Um, no, yes. not always. No, really? Yeah, I mean, uh, if it came if it came here like this, but like with the middle finger, I feel like, um, you know, there's times when cis men don't know whether or not they should be excited about something, but then they get mad that they don't understand it. Yeah, that was I kind know of that the... sensation entirely. <laughs> yes, that was that was a lot of yes. uh, the other reactions. Um, and then we had to stop because Lish's car. I don't get was, this. Lish's car sucked, so we couldn't drive away fast enough. Oh my god, uh, I was totally immature. I definitely mooned someone at a major intersection in my town. Yes, I remember exactly where it was, and it was at a red light. And I'm pretty sure Gabby was driving and told me to moon through the back, and I did. Oh, that's smart. And... Every time I think about mooning, I think about actively like hanging your ass out a window, and I'm like, oh, no. I'm not coordinated enough to do any of that. But putting your butt up against the back window that I like that a lot I can't remember if it was against the side Mm -hmm. 
right? The side window, which I think it was, because I don't think I could get the leverage sure. for the back. Um, that's a little much. But yeah, I, but I, it was not out the window. Okay. I was not hanging my body out the window. Um, but it was definitely at a red light. So there was that. Um, but uh, like a really weird one that happened. Okay, so I've told you about Fern. I don't know, but that's really Maybe. weird that you should mention that because I was just thinking about my friend Fernando mooning somebody. Tell me about your friend Fern. That's really weird. So my friend Fern is my alter ego. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, there's no way that I have not told you about yes, Fern. but you've talked more about the activities that, that Fern pulled off rather than her name. Yes. I have not heard her name a whole bunch. Fern Lipschitz Finkelstein Rosenthal. Right. If you had said it like that, I think I would have remembered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So Fern, fuck buddies, if you don't remember, which, hello, we've been telling you a lot of weird shit for a long time now. <laughs> this is going to be episode 95, so there's that. I love um, it. Oh, my God. Fern Lipschitz, Lipschitz, Lipstick. Fern Lipschitz Finkelstein Rosenthal is my... Elderly alter ego. She is married to Herschel Rosenthal, her second husband. Um, and uh, the two of them are in their 70s and live in Boca Raton and um, are an absolute delight. So Fern and Herschel and our daughter Joni, Gabby, in a big spiky black Joan Jet wig. Yes. Yadoy. Um would be farmed out, honestly, to go be to just go be in character. Um and and atmosphere. Riff. And so like honestly, to be quite blunt, this is the majority of my improv experience. Oh. I think. Um uh, yeah, I know, right? Like completely self created, completely self monitored. There's nothing better. Um Nothing better. So Fern and Herschel and Joni were coming back from a gig at my mom's work <laughs> where we were basically um, doing like a corporate luncheon and just doing our shit <laughs> in, in a conference room. And they had it catered and everything. What? Oh, my God. I know. I know. Was there a storyline? So, was it like a murder mystery or you just fucked around? No. We just fuck around. We just talk about our lives. We talk. Uh, when my mom's friend started hitting on Gabby, which was a little weird. Cool. We definitely still minors. That was fun. Oh, um, that happened but, a lot when I was a teenager. Yes. Where you're like, yes. oh, well-meaning person. Are you, though? Yeah. Are you, though? Um. Yeah, so we were coming back from this, and we were driving on the highway back, uh, and I was driving my Toyota Camry, and they were all in the car, and there's, like, I don't know, he's probably, like, 30s, 40s, just some dude, just some fucking dude, driving next to us, and he starts making eyes at Fern. (laughs) Now, when I am Fern... I have on big glaucoma blinders, fuchsia lipstick, metallic fuchsia lipstick, but I have to give you the heads up that it was 2001, and that was not yet a look (laughs) that was okay again. Um, And a very ratty wig from, like, the 50s (laughs) that I got in a thrift store. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A thrift store wig. Mm -hmm. um, And Fern uh, Fern wears the wig. Sometimes she wears a hat on top of it. But basically, if someone's going to flirt with Fern through a window, they're going to think they're flirting with an old lady from Boca. Right. And this guy starts making eyes at me and flirting with me at 70 (laughs) miles an hour on the highway. This is very dangerous. And Chris and Gabby are fucking egging me on. And I didn't end up, I I think I ended up making a bunch of like really flirty faces at him. And he was like very down, which was so (laughs) fucking weird. Yeah. That was a strange moment. I mean, I was definitely... I don't know. Maybe I was like totally mature because I was 75 fucking years old. 
<laughs> oh my god, living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Um I mean yeah, I bet I, you'd be a hot older yeah. lady. Thank you. Yeah. I'm I you and I are gonna look this good for a very long time. Oh yes, for sure. Without question. I mean, <laughs> I think the first thing to go is gonna be like my extra chins, but that's that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for this next prompt. Oh, tell Because I know you've got a story. Okay. Uh-oh. A moment when you got busted. <laughs> okay. At a zoo, circus, farm, dinosaurs, Disney movie? Or on the waterfront, the beach, the creek, the boat, the lifeguard, the swimsuit. That's so funny. I have done untoward things in all of those places, but I haven't really been busted. Uh, I've actually very rarely been busted at at anything. Um. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which is is a mm, no. I already told that story. Maybe your friends got busted. <sighs> Maybe you somehow evaded some. By somehow, I mean you look adorable and very un uh, unassuming. Circus. <laughs> Um, did I tell you the Super Kmart shoplifting story? Does that count? Mm-hmm. Does that count? It's nope. like a circus. I'm going to take it. Okay. And I want to hear it anyway. So there's that. Okay. Um, I was with a large group. Probably. Okay. Um, more mise en place before I go in. In Newport News, Virginia, there Bless. was a big... Uh, Big, big multiplex. It was one of the first ones. I don't remember if it was an AMC or what, but there, oh, it was a Regal. Um, and it was real pretty. It had a, like a cool 50 sign out in the front. Um, huge parking lot. I want to say it had like 25 screens. And that was before that was really a thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was right around the corner from uh, the Super Kmart. And um, there was also like a spaghetti factory and Kenny Kenny Rogers roasters like I forgot about spaghetti factory oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe um I mean there were all kinds of really good chain restaurants around there there was like a um I just thought of it the other day it's Mexican I'm I'm coming up with Tito Puente and that's not it but google Tito Puente and listen to some of his music for sure. Um, regardless, <laughs> regardless, it was an endless playground for teenagers who didn't drink. So we would go see movies, and then we would either go to Barnes and Noble and fuck around, or we would go to Super Kmart and yes. fuck around. Yes. And on yes. this particular, Memories. I th- it was definitely daylight outside, um, and we had all kind of split up, and it was before cell phones, and it was before I went to college, and then had walkie talkies every time we went to Walmart. Um, so I was like looking at handbags or something and one of my friends runs up and is like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. And I was like, why? I need to get these things. I need to get this shit. And they were like, um, some of the some of the crowd was shoplifting and now they're surrounded by loss prevention people. And I was like, excuse me, but what is it actually happening? Like, are they taking them in? And they said, no, they're plain clothes and they're just in a circle around everybody and I was like well this is some bullshit so I walk over and what I see I can see my friends kind of like furtively dumping shit out of their pockets however what I also see is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen which was it was probably five grown men with walkie-talkies surrounding my friends and being like, oh, she's dumping her pockets. She's dumping her pockets. Oh, we've got one moving this way. We've got one moving this way. And I was like, no. what is this? No, no. Like, no. This isn't how this works. Like, um, I've never worked retail at a store like that. But I'm relatively sure that if you see someone shoplifting, that's not how it's supposed to go down. It was very yeah. threatening. Um, and very creepy. And for what amounted to like a couple of body bell lip smackers, right? There were no, mm-hmm. nobody had any big mm-hmm. items in their pockets. So they, my friends all leave. And I'm with one person who also wasn't shoplifting and who had a car. So I was like, you tell them if they need to leave to leave, but I'm making a big deal out of this. So I got all fucking indignant. And I went to customer service and I was like, hi, let me describe to you what just happened. And they were like, 
oh, well, we don't have plain clothes people. And I said, well, that's an even worse issue because that means that you've got a group of grown men chasing teenagers around. So which is it? You tell me. Did your loss prevention people just harass all of my friends? Um, or, oh, or, or do you have, or is, or is your security unaware of this roving gang of men? So tell yeah. me which one it is chasing, chasing teenage girls, which is it? And they were like, uh, and they were like, well, well, can you describe them? What did they look like? And I said, well, one is about five, eight and he has really a lot of muscles and he's wearing all black. And his shirt says, if you think you're lucky, try living in Texas. Ugh. <laughs> and I could see on her face that she knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, we have other options. Like, our parents have money. We don't have to shop here. Whatever. <laughs> our money spends anywhere. Whatever kind of dumb Kmart. bullshit that, like, a 17-year-old indignant asshole would say. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. I love your indignance. <laughs> I really do. Like, oh, my God, standing up in a way that, like, I mean, I don't know. I I didn't know what our fucking rights were when we were that age. So I don't know if I would have had the presence of mind to be like, hey, adult, this is fucked up. I mean, by all accounts, they probably should have arrested some of us. But they didn't. And the way they went about it was very, very creepy. (laughs) Yeah. So either you're going to do a thing or you're not. But chasing us around is not how you do it. That's fucking creepy. Anyway, whatever. If you think you're lucky... Try living in Texas. <laughs> what you got? Mm. You know, that's a real good question. I, I feel like there are moments where I did get busted for things, but uh, not a lot at all. Um, one, one cool thing that exists in my hometown, and this is like a little teeny tiny mini story, because I don't know if it applies. One cool thing in my hometown is is um, that there is a little park that has giant iron dinosaurs. Oh, my God. In the middle of nowhere. Great. In the middle of of Alpha, there is is this uh, private property. I think it's like a business, and I believe that the man who owns the business created these for, like, his kids or his granddaughter or something, and just made this giant iron T-Rex and this giant iron Brontosaurus, (laughs) and they are private property, and they are also the coolest, most unassuming things ever. So what I have done... Is I've taken people in the dark mm-hmm. down that road because you can't see them. There are no street lights because I lived in the boonies. Right. Um, I would take people down this road and turn until the headlights like fucking illuminated this <laughs> this looming T-Rex. And it was so fun. And I'm pretty sure that I got scared away from there at least once because the cops who almost don't even exist in my hometown were like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Come on. Go on. Get. So a moment when I got busted and the card I pulled was ticket. Any kind of ticket. Concert ticket, movie ticket, prom ticket, police ticket, travel uh-huh. ticket. And um, so this is actually perfect because today, the, new- the news today, oh boy, mm-hmm. was that Daft Punk is splitting up. After 30 years oh, together, shit. Daft Punk is that. one of my favorite bands Aww. ever, 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 ever. Yes, and um, my dear friend Danette has been texting me about it all day because she and I, uh, like our, our whole friendship is steeped in Daft Punk. <laughs> She's the one I went to the concert with nice. at um, at uh, Coney Island. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Yes. I mean, I had a miserable time because I was a big, grumpy old lady while I was there. But still, um, probably still a better time in 2007 than I would have had in present day. Oh, my God. I miss I miss even being grumpy at concerts. I would I would trade. I would like to be grumpy at a concert right now. Mm, if you had somewhere comfortable to be. No, I mean, like if it, not in a pandemic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, specific. No, but specifically, I mean, because pandemic or not, like concerts are achy, standing room only, and there's so much bumping in. The yeah, I miss it though. It smells bad. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's fine. I would, um, I would, I would take somebody else's nasty um, man like axe sweat on me. That's fine. Oh, I would not. No, no, thank you. Um, not in that, not in that, uh, camp. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Uh, so uh, this is Daft Punk's story because I had just gotten my license and so it was summertime and I had my either burned tapes, right? It's so, like converting CDs to tapes, um, my recorded tapes of ba- Daft Punk albums, or I had the little converter tape that I yes. put into my tape deck. <laughs> Please explain for the young play. ones. Oh, youngins. So um, back when cars did not have CD drives, and if you don't remember what a CD is, I really can't help you. <laughs> Before cars had CD drives, they had tape decks for cassette tapes, and it wasn't normal for cars to even have CD players until like the early 2000s oh yeah so if you were coming of age in 2000 you were not getting a new car you were getting uh, something from the 80s or 90s without question so my 1994 beloved toyota camry had a tape deck and what they did for all us kids who wanted to listen to the hot new uh, uh, counting crows fucking counting crows was they made um and i don't even know how it worked it was fascinating it uh, was fascinating i don't made, know how it worked either right they made a cassette tape that was not a cassette tape it was shaped like one and it went into the cassette player and there was a wire that came out from it and you plugged that wire into the audio jack on your disc man <laughs> and you it was battery powered and so you could listen to CDs through this odd cassette adapter. Yes, and if somebody was not holding the disc man on their lap, then it would skip a million thousand times. It would skip all the time, every fucking time. Every time you went over a bump, every time you stopped. <laughs> so somehow, either from a burned tape or from my disc man, um, I was in the car with Gabby and Danette, and we were, it was an, it was nighttime. Um, we were blasting Daft Punk. The road was fucking empty and we all, (laughs) we did this dance that I would do for Gabby because her vision is about as bad as yours. (laughs) I presume. It's real, like she's needed strong prescriptions for her entire life. Mm -hmm. And so I would play a game where if she took her glasses off, I would do this a lot and see what she could see and not. So that was like our go-to rave dance, Uh like electronica dance. And so this summer night, like week one of having my motherfucking uh, license – we're me and her and Danette are doing that. We're hanging out the windows. I am driving, but nobody else is around. There are no people. There are no cars. Lo and behold, a motherfucking cop sees these three feral children in a car. The music blasting, uh-huh. children hanging from the windows, and of course, because I'm from the boonies and it was 2001, and I am white, and it was not a problem. That evening, but I definitely got a stern talking to. And he was like, you realize this is reckless. And I was like, I don't know. I thought I was just dancing. (laughs) (laughs) I was just having a good time, man. Oh, my God. I have have one more getting busted story that I have not told you, I'm sure. And I really got to. I want to know it. I want to know it. I want to know it. All right. So... When my friend Kelly got was getting married, ah, Kelly. Um, I miss her. She lives in Chicago, outskirts of Chicago now, and apparently had to shovel her roof. Who knew that was a thing? But apparently, what? they had so much ice on there that they were worried that the roof was going to cave in or something. Oh, I just after this past storm, I could mm, see that. Yeah, I just layered mm. my own narrative on there, but I assume that that's the only reason why she would climb her ass up there and shovel the roof. That's but, the only possible reason. My God, but um, bless, she did it. Okay, so uh, it is, you know, customary to embarrass the bachelorette at their bachelorette party. Um, And I knew she didn't want this, but it's one of those things where you're like, you put me in charge, so 
Buckle up. Um, and I got <laughs> us tickets to an all-male review. And uh, I have never been – I still have never been to, a like, a um, traditional strip club. This is the only thing outside of burlesque that I have seen where people are taking their clothes off. And it was nothing like any burlesque that I've ever seen. Um, so – I, I like read up on things because that's what I do. <laughs> I need to research things. So I knew that I knew that the drinks were going to be expensive and I knew everybody should bring money to tip. But what I didn't realize was that so the guy the guys, I don't think they were even the main stage dancers. I think that they were just like mingling men who would come around and they would basically I guess, like, instead of a lap dance, they would offer to give you a massage, which I was like, I don't want that. But then other people were doing it in the group. And it turned out that it was like 20 bucks to sit down with this beefy that sounds dude. unsatisfying. It was very unsatisfying. <laughs> and then and then I felt like a cheap ass on top of feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> and, and really, I was yes. like, I did this to myself, really. I did this to <laughs> So then I went and I bought a round of shots and there were 10 of us. And I want to say that a round of shots was $150. And I was also not, um, I didn't fucking solvent absolute or something like that. Um, which in this day and age, it's not crazy to think of a $10 shot, but back then it was yeah, that was what like six bucks. I I mean at a normal bar, so over ten dollars a shot. Anyway, and I didn't know how to how to look at like a mixed drink cocktail price and and discern from that what a shot would be. Anyway, the joke was entirely on me, and the only um, good thing that I got out of it was that they did get Kelly to come on stage. And the guy was, um, the character of the guy was a DEA, DEA agent, and he was lip syncing to a voiceover thing. He pulled her over his lap, and he was like, I have to, I have to frisk you, ma'am, like, it's just to make sure that you don't have any illicit drugs on you. And then, and then he looked down and he goes, oh, I think I see a little crack. <laughs> and then he smacked her on the butt. <laughs> um... I will never ever be excited about this kind of thing. Like this kind of thing. No. I don't want I don't want I've seen many iterations of this, including ones where the guys like pick the women up and then like flip them upside down and like rub their faces in their crotches at like Atlantic Ew. City, right? Like not a, even like the the big thunder from down under, I think is the group that, that does very that. That's upsetting. Um, oh, that no, I don't like regardless. that. Regardless. So we, we did all of this and like everybody is flustered and broke. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, this flips over into a dance club. Um, or like it's a dance club next door, but it was a separate cover charge. And I thought that you got in free if you had bought your fucking ticket to the stripper thing. So I found a way to sneak into the club. <laughs> I was all by myself. If it had just been me, I would have done it. If I didn't care about For those sure. bitches, I would have been gone. Um, I found a hallway that was past both of the bouncers. Um, so you wouldn't have to check in with anybody else again. You were just there. Now, in this hallway, it was dark. And there were folding chairs. <laughs> I, but the drinks were so expensive that it wasn't even like our friends were drunk. Like, I was like, hey, you guys, let's go do this. And a couple of girls were like, I don't want to. And I was like, I just did it. Like, there's no way that just be cool and we're not going to get caught. Until somebody knocks over literally all of the folding chairs. <laughs> no! my god the buffoonery and then we had bouncers from both angles now and of course i tried to smooth talk it there was not that was not gonna happen but oh fucking but i was just like man i never feel cooler than a whole group of people but at that moment i was like oh you guys it wasn't kelly i don't remember who it was it doesn't even matter who it was i was i was getting people to like crawl along in the dark 
Yes. Of course oh my that was god. That's amazing. <laughs> Love that. Um then pick another moment cord. Mm, cord. Oh, well, this is pretty perfect. A moment when you were a dirty little perv in regards to a ticket or a big presentation, a pep rally, a school play, an audition, a church, public speaking. I mean, hello. <laughs> but I feel like I would have had to have gotten a, th- gotten a thrill out of something for it to be super pervy. Ooh. Anything in Rocky Horror. Mm. Fuck, do you have anything? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Food, cooking... Food, tickets, the animals, Disney movies, dinosaurs, circus, farm. Uh, I mean, I was mostly witness to other people's perving. Like, I wasn't... On the beach, at the creek, on a boat, with a swimsuit, with a lifeguard. I am so boring. Um, <laughs> um I, I really have very few stories like this. Isn't that terrible? That's okay. I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind mine and I'm gonna say it again um, because holy ever loving shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I was a dirty little perv for a big presentation because I told this story early in the year, but in forensics, yes. Gabby and I were a duo impromptu team, and duo impromptu was not a formal category. It was what you did during the uh, lunchtime. It was just for fun. It was just the who's line, and so much like who's line, we sometimes had to do hoedowns, or we sometimes had to do the Irish drinking song, and like whoever one that would or like uh, scenes from a hat was totally normal sure. too as well so uh the way you would do duo impromptu is you'd pair up with one of your teammates and you draw literally a scene from a hat and then you'd have to recreate it and i remember what gabby and i drew was a first date and i don't remember if we also had to draw the 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 conditions of it like the occupations um but what gabby and i did was a first date scenario and so she's like doing i forget what she was doing but mine was this very butch trucker and i was singing to myself on my route i love this what i said in front of my coach when i was 15 motherfucking years old was i'm gonna get some pussy (laughs) not just the coach but like everybody Everyone, every single person in my purview on my team, for the love of fucking all that is holy. I mean, you have to be. It, you have to be honest to the character. <laughs> I was. That was Betty. That was her shit. <laughs> also, hello, present me. <laughs> so lovely to Surprise. meet your Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Oh my god. All right. A, mo- Ooh, a moment when. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a moment when. <laughs> oh, it was Gilbert Gottfried. What? You thought I was doing Gilbert Gottfried? I was doing Prince. It's, yeah, but. Oh, oh, no, no, no. What, did, oh, didn't yes, you find a correct. cameo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, if yeah, I could yeah, do yeah. a Gilbert Gottfried, I would absolutely whip that out right now. I can't do impersonations, but go go find Gilbert Gottfried reading Pussy Control. And if you can't find it, I have it saved on my desktop. So just hit me up and I will happily send it to you. You downloaded that shit. I absolutely did. You never know when you're going to need that. I mean, right now. I have, I have, right here, I right have now. watched it many, many a time. <laughs> Recommendation today and always. And always. Uh, oh, okay. You'll love this. Okay. A moment when you believed in magic. 
in regards to a pep rally, a school play, an audition, a big presentation, something in church, uh, public speaking, or cooking, snack time, the cafeteria, holiday food. Oh, so I have... A couple, I have, the first thing that jumps to mind was when I actually saw The Lion King on Broadway as a complete grown-up. Like, I wasn't, like, literally believing in magic. But when I watched those giant puppets, and I was on the aisle, Don got me an aisle seat for my birthday, coming down the, the into the theater, like, I cr- cried, I cried my face off. Oh, I love that. Um, and another would be um, at... McKimmy Woods, where I went to camp, um, the chapel that we only really went to on Sundays. So unless you were there for two weeks at a time, you probably didn't even see the chapel because um, camp wouldn't. You probably wouldn't be there on a Sunday morning. Um, you had to walk what felt like really far for me as a kid to get back to this chapel, and it was. Um, I can send you a picture, uh, just like a plain wooden cross, right on the water. Um, and, uh, like wooden benches made out of trees. Well, I mean, that's where wood comes from, but you know, like they still look like trees. (laughs) Yes. And I remember this gal who worked at the camp, but I did not know her very well. Um, and she, she was like you, she was a counselor who was doing something else. And she sang a version of the Lord's Prayer to a song that I I actually don't know what it was, but it's a common, like, classic rock song, maybe. Um, And she was a fat redheaded. And and, um, I I was like, where have you been hiding? (laughs) I needed someone to relate to this entire time. And her voice was so incredibly beautiful. And I remember everything about that moment. And I went to that camp a million times and I sat down at that chapel. I mean, at least a couple dozen. Um, and everybody was just crying. It was so beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love that. And you found a mentor in it. I didn't. I got hey. to talk to her a little bit, but then she... I. Then I didn't really see her again. Then she disappeared like a fairy. <laughs> she did. <laughs> a poof. <laughs> Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, bitch. Um, I have, okay, I have a really, I have a really tender one, and then I have, like, a serious, just, like, what the ever-loving fuck, Jennifer, but in a delightful way. So the really, t- uh, I'll start with that. I'll start that. Uh, so my sophomore year for the musical, we were doing Peter Pan. And no one had given me the heads up that there was no way on earth that I would ever be cast as Peter Pan. Yeah. I just kind of had, um, I, I, and you know, like, it's not like I hadn't gotten enough garbage messaging in my life. I guess I just, I was like, oh, I am spunky. I fucking got this. Oh, yeah. I thought I was going to be, the- I thought I was going to be Fanny yeah. Bryce. So I hear you. Yeah, and so there was this, like, overwhelming sense of destiny happening there. you'd be such a good Peter Pan. I would be a great Peter Pan. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, it it didn't happen, but my, I was, like, journaling about it all of the time. I was set I was deeply set on getting that role. And I didn't. My friend Donna did. It's more than fine. Um, And I got to stick around with Gabby all the time instead. So there was that. Um, But I can't tell you how much um, magic and fate convergence and destiny sort of seemed to be riding along the railways of my brain and heart and soul and spirit. And I was like, I am meant to do this. Uh, which was a first for me. I was mostly just like, somebody pay to come see me. <laughs> and that was the first time I was like, this is the thing I need to do. Um, and the really tender one is that um, my beloved late choral director um, in in high school, um, 
every concert ended the very same way. And it was this beautiful SATB acapella arrangement of The Lord Bless You and Keep You. Oh. And it's so beautiful. Uh, now that she is gone and since her health was declining, we were doing like tribute concerts to her to help uh, raise money while she was still alive, not only for her treatment, but also for like, um, uh, for a fund in her honor. And then later on for, um, for, uh, what's the word? For like scholarships Mm -hmm. to be formed in her name. And, uh, every time we do that concert, which I've done a handful of times, like, I I have to talk myself down the whole time because I cannot get over just the immense feeling of like cosmic space and connected beauty that happens when we all sing mm. this this thing that we've been singing together since we were 14 I love that. fucking years old for every single person there no matter what year they graduated like whether you're, you know, 50 or 22, you've been singing this oh, song I love it. for Miss Hartman since you were 14. Mm. And it's, I mean, like, the feelings. And the even better part is, like, it's not, oh, it is. Mm-mm. It is harder since she's gone. Like, it does make tears come more readily. But it has always been so beautiful and so transcendent that it honestly makes my throat close up. Uh. And it has every single time I've ever sung it my whole fucking life. It's so, so beautiful. Uh, Can you send that to me later? I want to hear it. Maybe I'll do, maybe I'll record all four parts. (gasps) That's a great idea. Ooh. I know that I have the sheet music. I have no question that I do. I love it. Or if you want, you could send it to me and I could learn two parts and we could do that little thing on the app. Yes. We could sing it together. Or both. Yes. I'll probably do both. I'll do it so you can listen and and that. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um... Yeah, that, like, always made me feel magic. And Barbershop. Barbershop is fucking magic. Magic. And that, like, feeling that level of tapped in and just, like, as you feel the overtones you create, these high soaring notes that don't actually exist, Mm -hmm. but there's so much synchrony in all four parts that they're creating extra music. It's fucking transcendent it is music chemistry it is pure magic i love it so much it is one of the favorite the best parts of my life i meant to tell you this and i completely forgot and this is a great closer um on the voices of gotham is the barbershop choir that don is in um sirens of gotham is the women's group and now um i don't know if you know about this but barbershop is allowing mixed quartets now (gasps) yeah i did not know that so amazing and that was going to be how do they how do they divvy them up? i have no idea i don't think they know because the first time it was going to happen was in cleveland and that was already canceled for this year but um on the call the other day the rehearsal call somebody mentioned that the guy who plays um josh in crazy ex-girlfriend have you watched any of that i love crazy ex-girlfriend so i've watched the whole thing it's so good i need to pick it back up but josh somebody was like oh yeah um, Voices of Gotham makes all of these stars like Josh from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend used to be in Voices oh, of Gotham. Oh, I didn't know that he used to do that. And then, I used to see him at auditions. Oh, nice. And then uh, and then Alexis was like, Jen Pond was in Sirens. <laughs> oh, I love her. And it was really Hi, funny. Alexis, if you listen. It was really funny because Don was like, he was like, I was going to say Jen too, but somebody else said it first. <laughs> I miss Barbershop. I mean, I, I definitely know. miss Barbershop now, but I also honestly, truly, truly... Uh, unfortunately, if you're competitively barbershop, you need to be, you need to have a reliable schedule so that you can yeah. ensure that yes, in 2025, I can definitely go to fucking Versailles to go sing at internationals. Like you, you have to be able right. to do that, and you have to be able to commit. And my life is so erratic that um, I, I need a quartet mm-hmm. is what I need. Yep. And even then, again, if you're like if you're gonna focused compete. on yeah. 
competition, yes, you still need to be just as accountable to your quartet and shits. But I need a fun quartet. That's all. I need a fun quartet who just wants to go tetting together. Tetting. Tetting, tetting. (laughs) Out (laughs) tetting. That barbershop. Um, barbershop. Um, I think this is great. This turned out great. Yes. Super grape. Super grape. Um, I love you. Fuck buddies. We love you. I love you so much. Yay. You're the best one. Me. I definitely laughed through it before, so I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And this has been All the Fucks, a podcast that you hopefully love a lot that is about us uh, just showing you every teeny tiny squishy ooey gooey sensitive uh, uh, what what else? I mean, the the inside of our organs. Mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I would like to give a shout out to Miriam and TZ Roosevelt, both of whom were sending us love this week. So, yeah. What up? Thanks, y'all. Mm-hmm. We love to hear that you're listening. Oh, my gosh. Very much. Hey. All right. Yeah. So, till till right. then, be kind to yourself. Uh, Happy trails. Fucking go s- scream at the snow. That's what I did today. Go moon someone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> go, uh, go give someone a what for at a Kmart. <laughs> I don't think now is the time for that. No? Really? What's going on now? Oh, I need to go. <laughs> oh. Oh, my fuck. Oh, my fuck. All the fucks. <laughs>